Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to this here podcast, Summon Greater Podcast. The greatest one of all. It's it's at least greater. That's true. It is greater. I don't know then what, but it is considerably <laughs> great. Well, that objectively greater than great. Uh, true. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Summon mediocre podcast. <laughs> oh man, I am Sam. I am Skylar. I am Sophia. And if you thought last week was the penultimate FNAF episode, it's not. The expert decided to come on herself. Yeah. Um, you got about 50% of the way there. But in okay. my defense, or in yours, I guess, I gave you about this much material. And then afterwards, as I was sitting there lying in bed, I was like, there's no way that they're going to understand half of the shit that I just wrote down. And that's a problem. I, I have to write the wrongs. I have to write the wrongs. So now I'm here. Mm-hmm. On this amazing weekend in which the Five Nights at Freddy's movie is releasing... I believe the opening night was last uh, night at the time of this episode coming no. out. No, it's it is next week. It is a week from now at the time of upload. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the 26th. When this uploads, we will be watching it. I will be sitting there with my little bucket this? of popcorn, like crushing it in my hands. <laughs> right. <like>. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those of you who haven't guessed yet, this is my wife. The legend. The myth. Who has been spoken of on occasion. The, the eldritch horror that just wants you to come back into the forest where you belong. Exactly. The hot girl with tummy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as we uh, royally messed up. The content that you provided for I wouldn't us call last it that, week. but sure. <laughs> no. You did fine. We yeah. did great, and no one can ever tell us otherwise. Exactly. We were we were still right. <clears throat> yes, yes. We were right. We just didn't get all of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're here for. To tell us what we didn't talk about. To elaborate. About. <laughs> to elaborate on everything. So what do you want to know? Talk to me through the through talk to me through this, I guess. So we talked about um the characteristics and the stats and things that you gave us for Foxy. Tabaxi, Swashbuckler Rogue, the Charger and Piercer feet, um, high dexterity and strength, low charisma, would have really good intimidation. Um, but you'd have to really, yes. really focus on that to get good intimidation with mm. a low charisma. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's doable with um, proficiency and expertise. It's like necessary. Yeah. But we wanted to know... Why? 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 <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> we can regurgitate what you tell us as often as we want, but it, it we don't know what your experience with yeah. the game is that brought you to that conclusion. Mm. Yeah. Where I was coming from with this was, for one, when we had talked about this originally, I was fully intending on writing out like 10 of them mm -hmm. and just being like, what do you want to know? Yeah. But I don't have the time or the patience for that. And I realized as I was doing this, I was like, this is harder than it looks. I'm sure I could come up with stuff on the fly, but I have to stare at it because uh, everything I do is homebrew and I don't know the book rules much at all. So my campaigns <laughs> are very different than, you know, this stuff. But it was a good like uh, test of what I did know. 
<laughs> um, so in the first game, all of the original characters, animatronics, I guess, have a very specific thing. I mean, they all do. I know you haven't really played the games, which is kind of I, a thing. You've I watched played, me play. I've played two a considerable amount, actually. You have? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> and I know you've watched me play a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, you could do Freddy and you could do Chica and stuff. But like as I was thinking about it, the only two that I would really pick and focus on if I had to would have been Bonnie. Because like I said before, like that was the first one that Scott Cawthon made like... Mm-hmm because of that nightmare he had yeah um and freddy's there and freddy obviously is like the face of everything obviously but it's not um i think in the later games there's more that you could really play off of with freddy whereas in the first one he's kind of the first character that kind of starts wandering around as far as i remember i haven't played it in so long i mean the only thing i can think of is like after your battery dies and the power goes out that's when he usually shows up Mm -hmm. but it's not nearly as impactful whereas like bonnie is kind of the more sneaky one chica's just being a fucking (laughs) asshole (laughs) maybe yeah but foxy the reason why i think foxy was so interesting the reason why i loved him so much when i first started playing this game when it had just come out was because um Foxy's specific mechanic in the game is he slowly starts to peek out from this curtain and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep an eye on him. And <laughs> then eventually what happens is, is that if you're not quick enough and if you're really fucking dumb, which is really hard on night five and will leave you sweating, he will start running, charging down the hallway <clears throat> and basically try to break in and you can hear banging sounds on the door. Mm-hmm. And it is as fast as you can flip down the camera after looking and he'll just be there. Whereas the rest of them, you have a chance to like turn on the light, look in the hallway and go, Oh God. And then, you know, shut the door (laughs) with Foxy. You don't get that. Mm -hmm. You have to be on top of things. So that's why looking at this charger was the first thing that popped into my head when you had to sit and deal with me the whole way home, just like (laughs) word vomiting everything (laughs) out of my soul. Um, I could have done the Warforged route because yeah, they're all animatronics, but I really was also thinking about this as if this was a campaign setting, if this was a different thing, in my opinion, the original characters have the most reason to be anything but Warforged. And that's because one, the circumstances of how they became what they are. And two, they have a lot more of what you could consider a personality because they are the core of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why I was like, well, we'll do tabaxi because I don't know what else a fucking fox would be. That's what I usually make tabaxi yeah. builds in yeah. all of my games. <laughs> I um, mean, you could argue for like a homebrew race like Kitsune or something you like could, that. You could, yeah. But I think tabaxi makes more sense because like we talked about last time, the unarmed attacks and the yeah. speed increase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to make it to where like if this, because I know you had mentioned you were like, oh my gosh, I want her to do a one shot. I would love to do that. I wanted to make characters that were more easily accessible mm-hmm. in a D&D format and could be built easier if you don't have, like, every single source book known to yeah. Um So Tabaxi, to me, seemed like the obvious choice. I've played a Tabaxi. I've done these things. I know how that works. Granted, I played a shit Tabaxi. <laughs> that's, we'll get into that later as to why I built yeah, her role. It's wrong. mostly because of roles. Yeah, that was just terrible, terrible cursed roles. But yeah. Um, roles and, then, and lack of content at the time of creating the <laughs> yeah. character. Um, and then, you know, Swashbuckler, obviously an easy choice because he's a pirate. And then Rogue because 
that coupled with the subclass and also I was like, I really don't want to make him a fighter and I don't want to make him a barbarian. Mm-hmm. It didn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, in terms of the thing with the low charisma, when I was watching that episode with you guys, um, I agreed with you. I forget often that intimidation is a charisma thing <clears throat> because I just do. <laughs> well, I, mean, um, I think that is something that we've even talked about before. How we wish that we could just change some of the stats that these skills are based mm-hmm. off of. Because, like, yeah, charisma works great for intimidation. But also, if you're a barbarian, strength works great for intimidation. That's, yeah. <laughs> if you can pick someone up and hold them over the edge of a cliff, I think that's intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The very, like, presence of foxy and the way that he's presented in the great game would make me think that i would make an exception to the rule where i would automatically give high intimidation Mm -hmm. regardless of charisma because the the reason why i gave him low charisma was because he is not the best looking individual (laughs) um so and from like the personality and stuff that i've read about him he doesn't get along well with people um, yeah, okay, you can argue the whole thing of animatronics and children love it and yada, 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 but, like, I'm putting that aside and I'm kind of getting into, like, how I would play this in a D&D setting. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look great. He probably smells bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's not liked by people. Mm. But he looks intimidating as shit. So I think if I had to build this myself, I would either have it be, like, if I was the one p- playing this character or if I was even the DM, I would have it be to where the charisma would be low on purpose, but your intimidation would just be like really disgusting because it just makes sense. And it doesn't have to be like the standard, like I'm going to kill you if you don't Mm -hmm. give me this information intimidation. Like it would just be like the very presence of this person (laughs) is very often intimidating aura. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why I, uh, I structured it that way. And then athletics and stealth after that, obviously for obvious reasons, like I said, because of just the, the speed the mm-hmm. velocity <laughs> of this thing is intense. And yeah. that's why he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. He's a freaky little guy, dude. He is. He's so much fun to watch, though. <laughs> I know. He's my favorite. Yeah. I, I liked the way you said, too, when you were talking earlier about um, which characters to kind of pick from. Um, when you mentioned, like, oh, Freddy has more of an influence in the later games. Mm-hmm. I forget that all the time, but you literally just played through Security Breach, like, not even a year ago. I know. <laughs> and that is, like, all about... That's all Freddy. Freddy. Which I loved. <clears throat> I loved that. Um, Did you feel like he was a little a little underdeveloped prior to that point? I felt like he was underdeveloped because it was released way too soon. So there were oh. a bunch of bugs that there was a huge workaround. But in terms of the like dialogue... Like before the game came out, I mean. Before the game came out? when the Before the game came out, I was actually legitimately nervous. And I get nervous every time a new game comes out from this point forward. Because... So many younger kids are getting into this. Yeah. And I'm... I'm not going to go into that, but there's, you know, lines that I think at some point have to be drawn, but who am I to say just in terms of like what could be considered horror in general. And so I was looking at this bright, shiny and exciting new game trailer and I was thrilled, but I was also nervous because it made me think that they were taking away everything of what FNAF was. Mm -hmm. Like I think about specifically sister location, which I made you guys watch because it was like (laughs) one of the most like 
haunting things yeah. after, you know, I was pausing every five minutes and being like, now here's why this is important. Um, sister location, um, Five Nights at Freddy's 3 with glitch, uh, not glitch trap, uh, spring trap and the way that that game runs. Those games, uh, even the fourth one and some of like the nightmare modes in general, like all of those things were so different. So then they released this 80s pop rock looking motherfucking Megaplex, which, yeah. by the way, is my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I want this to be a yeah. reality so bad now. Right. Oh um, it just a wonderland for me. I don't um, think I'd ever be able to walk in it without imagining like, I oh, Monty Gator is going to come barging through a wall and Monty's eat me. Monty's going to Fucking vigilante alligator yeah. in um, the basement. But... I was nervous because I was so afraid. I was like, this is the end of all of the like really horrifying crap. How are we going to get back to kind of the essence of what I think FNAF is personally? Mm -hmm. And also, how are they going to pull this off? Because I automatically knew I was like, this is going to be the biggest one yet. And I think there is... There are still some cons, but I also think there are cons to every game. You didn't get to witness my <laughs> two-hour-long info dump presentation. <laughs> yeah, um, she's got a PowerPoint for all of this. Yeah, folks. we uh, we as like before he had moved down to be closer to us. Um, <laughs> we all went on this tangent of like, what are things we can just do as friends? It's not just like sitting and staring at our screens while we're all in the same room. And so we developed like PowerPoint presentations and everyone wanted to be like, I'm never going to play the FNAF games. I hate horror, anything mm -hmm. like even the slightest <laughs> ounce of it. So can you just walk me through it? And I was like, I mean, I can try, but I just don't really know. And then by the end of it, I had like 45 pages and like a 30 page uh, PowerPoint. And I was just flipping through yeah. and I was like, this is all so relevant, people. Come on. You know, this is something I recommend to like every friend group. It now. is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The PowerPoint night, honestly, is so freaking fun. Yeah, it's I've. I want us to do more. We will. <laughs> I've only been we, present for one. Yeah, but. we absolutely will. And we all sit and we like take notes. Yeah. And we like, afterward. do you have any questions? Yeah. <laughs> We're like, it's like giving a PowerPoint at like uh -huh. a college, you know, you're yeah. sweating after the end. You're like, you're like, I have this. I worked on this thesis for so long. And someone's <laughs> like, let me insert the most earth shattering question that completely devoids everything you just talked about. Could you explain that to me? And you're just like, <laughs> nope. I don't know. Like, should I? Yeah, literally. So. But yeah, so I did that. Um, yeah, playing the game, however, was an entirely different story. I was thrilled. For Security Breach? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially... Especially uh, near the end. Yeah, I was going to say, I won't give any spoilers, but near the end, and then the DLC, too. The DLC was, was good. Yeah, the very, DLC... Very different from... Because that was the other thing, is that like, you finished Security Breach, and I was so sad because I was like, okay, again, where do they go from here? And I was thinking, this is probably where they're just going to go completely off of anything that has to do with the original four. Mm -hmm. um, and then they released Ruin. And I was like, okay, so now we're starting to bring things back to where they should be. Yeah, I cried at the end of it. I know a lot of people don't like Security <laughs> Breach or have some problems with it. I cried like a little bitch. I, I cry at a lot of things. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> did it was it at like the the lore dump? N did I cry at the lore dump? Yeah. No. No. 
I at the end of the game, like whenever I I don't care spoiling a little bit of it. A certain ending when you fall completely below this, you know, mega pizza plex Mm -hmm. thing, and then you are faced with the original um, building, the original location. Walking through there and actually like seeing it was like a childhood fulfillment in me a little bit because I was like, I never, you don't get to see the outside. You don't get to walk through Uh it. You don't get to do any of those things. And just the lighting that they put in there and then the thing that was also nearby (laughs) and then the dialogue of what Glamrock Freddy says at that time and everything. Like I literally was just sitting there and I had to pause the game. I was like, I don't want to finish this because it's (laughs) never going to be the same. Is it like a super faithful recreation of it? It's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. It's pretty damn good. Well, we can totally watch it's it. Like or a, I can like honestly a even pull it up. Decade fulfillment. It is. It really it really felt that way. And then, you know, <clears throat> you get grandpa spring trap at the end of it and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, all right, let's do this again uh, for the fifth time. But, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, speaking of fulfillment for the franchise, what do you think is about the movie coming up? I'm so scared. <laughs> Again, this this will happen routinely with every single new game or thing mm-hmm. that comes out is I will be so nervous and I will set my expectations really low and then I'll walk out. I'll be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You know, <laughs> um, with this movie, I have my hesitations because horror with me is really hard to nail. Mm-hmm. I'm just the type of person where a lot of horror movies I think are trash, even though a lot of people are like, what, these are cool classics. I think that's objectively true. Yeah, like everyone has their type, Uh but I'm going there to enjoy it just for what it is because I never thought this would be a movie when I was younger. Mm -hmm. That was not something I ever wished for because I was like, it's a game series. Yeah, it is. It does feel like a pipe dream. So whenever they announced it, I was like, okay. And then, you know, (laughs) Scott's involvement, I was like, Okay. <laughs> um, and then seeing the behind the scenes stuff that they released on top of that, I was like, okay. <laughs> and now I get more merch. Mm-hmm. So that's good. <clears throat> so I can fill up my room more. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 But I still have original stuff from like 2016, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Hot Topic has done wonders for our Five Nights Thanks at Freddy's to collection. Thanks to Hot Topic. <laughs> Now I just need pajama pants. That's right. That's I I'm surprised you tops. don't have I don't. Any. I don't. I have a t-shirt. I have my glow-in-the-dark t-shirt. I have this from Cloak. I love you, Cloak. Please send me things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll rep them so hard. I'll take so many photos, and I don't like taking photos of myself. Um, but I don't have pajama pants, and I don't have little slippers. I want, like, the full get-up. I want to be cozy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be cozy and creepy. I want to be cozy <laughs> and slightly concerning. We stand cozy horror. Cozy horror. What were you going to ask? Um, so you have mentioned that most of the animatronics would be Warforged uh, in some manner. I think you said that. Uh, some. For the second game. Some. Okay. I think the second game was the one you were talking about. They yes. Would oh, it was specific to I that. Okay. was thinking about this for a while. Um, I can give you what I have off the top of my head. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering like throughout the series who would and would not be. So yeah, um, the second game they would, I think absolutely security breach. They should be, Mm. and they should all be Bart's. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Um, I have to, let me like look at That's kind of a running theme throughout the series. Like a lot of them would be Bard multi-class. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
I mean, most, if not all, are musicians. See, there's some games that you really... So, okay, here's what I can here's what I can say. So when I was thinking about this, so F- Five Nights at Freddy's 3, I had very specific ideas for. Five Nights at Freddy's 4, very specific ideas for. I will get into that. The second one, absolutely, they should be Warforged because it just makes sense, mm-hmm. especially given the way that they were constructing everything. I will argue that they should also be for sister location and they should be for security breach. And that's as far as I'll go. That's as many Warforged as we get. (laughs) I don't want any more. The other ones I think deserve their own thing. Specifically what I wanted to do, and I will probably make it and just like give it to you guys or maybe do it for another episode even long after October is done is making Mangle an actual boss fight. Oh, my God. That would be sick. <laughs> because Mangle was also one of my favorites, uh-huh. just because, again, the lore. Um, I just think I could take it, especially because, oh, what was it? I think it's Five Nights at Junior's. I, I can't remember, so I'm sorry if I'm wrong. But Mangle in that game, we're going to watch it after this. Okay. <laughs> it's this like... a fan game? Yeah. Yeah. And they turned the, like, uncanny valley to like 12 like uh-huh. they broke the dial um i want desperately to find that soundtrack that they use for that part of that game and i'm going to throw it at you guys in one of my campaigns because i'm terrible um <laughs> but yeah that is that is what i would do personally um and obviously it's because the second game it just makes sense Security breach, it just makes sense. Sister location, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. The other ones, I feel like, just have a little extra thing with it. Yeah. So. I mean, it It makes sense that they wouldn't be um, for the Springtrap ones. Yeah. Because the they're all, ones. like, ghost-y. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like and I wanted to make those, like, not bosses, like, stat sheets. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Um, like... Monster, monster statues. Yeah. Stat sheets. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to do. That would be really cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, we we should do that. You should do that. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna need your help because okay. again, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so <laughs> that would be fun to make those and and present them like yeah. in full detail. Oh I think. yeah. God, I hope Scott plays D and D. I think Scott should be playing D and D. I think I think that would be. Uh, He's got the brain good for, for it. him. He's got <laughs> DM brain. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. Speaking of DM brain, uh, shifting slightly from Five Nights at Freddy's, but sticking with the Halloween theme that we've got this month, um, we have actually run a couple Halloween one shots before, and. Um, I was going to ask if you guys had any, like, new ideas or things, like, maybe not in the works, but, like, what would you like to see done for a Halloween one-shot that maybe hasn't been done or you haven't seen done before? Kicking things. (laughs) (laughs) Do you present this with an idea? I present this with... uh, a blast from the past. Oh? When we were still at school together, uh-huh. long before she and I were even dating, um, we did a Halloween one-shot. Yeah. Do you remember the murder mansion? I do. I, <laughs> I specifically remember it for our buddy Mike's characters. I don't think anyone remembers any characters but Mike. I, I think Mike. you're right, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I know the ones I did were just like like all of the PCs I had made up to that point. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but Mike had the funniest idea ever. So for this one shot, I told everyone that was gonna play, "You are going to die." So in with that in your mind. I want you to make four characters and bring them. So everyone had homework before this even started. Everybody brought, brought four different characters. But yeah, so continue. You were telling about So Mike's. Mike created the concept of uh, Legend of Zelda Four Swords in D&D and just <laughs> made like four, not, not fully identical, but mostly identical like links effectively. Yeah. Um, and name them all their color. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Was it green link, blue link, yellow link? And it was, red. it was, uh, I, or purple. it's green, blue, red, and, and purple. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he, <laughs> they were I, all I, different I, subclasses of fighter, weren't they? Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> um, that, Oh my God, that would be such a funny, like, enemy party to run into. <laughs> didn't he also, his characters didn't talk. They would no. just make the link sound. Yeah, he yeah. was doing the grunts and screams the he entire time. He committed to the bit. So funny. So hard. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, man, I, I wish, I wish we would have asked him. I bet he still has his sheets. I want to ask him like that what exactly so the builds fun. were. Cause I know he does. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he does. Do you remember what characters you made for that? I re- I was just thinking that. I remember three. I had Kane, which was uh, this witch creature that I had specifically built for if I ever did a Halloween thing, just because I was like in the mood. And Kane, I want to use later for something. Mm. I just it's been so long since I've touched it. Um, and then I had Autumn, which was my uh, small little minotaur lady who was just, like, the envelopment of, like, pumpkin spice and everything yeah. nice because I wanted to insert a character in a horror slot that was just, like, disgustingly happy and optimistic. <laughs> she died. Um, <laughs> wasn't she the first death, No, actually? she was the second, which was why the first character I made I cannot remember because that was the first one that died, and I was uh-huh. like, damn. Um, yeah, because you guys took, like, one step inside, and it was like, pitfall trap. Yeah. <laughs> She's gone. Um <laughs> And then there was Helena, which was something that actually my roommate, who had never touched D&D at the time, mm-hmm. made with me. It was based on uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Mm. That's her name, right? I, I I'm pretty sure it is. I think that's I how you pronounce it. it. Yeah. Helena, but it Helena, could be Helena. Yeah, Helena. I have thought Helena, Helena up to this point. I might be wrong. Um, I based it off of her, just like every single role she's played <laughs> as a whole. Um, and then, like I said, I can't remember the last one at all for the life of me. And then well, I think Helena survived until the very end. And then it was me and Mike and then I died. And I was like, I'm very competitive in those scenarios. So I was like, <laughs> I lost. <laughs> yeah. The, w- only one of the links made it through the murder mansion. Everyone else died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think only one of my characters made it also. Yeah. If any. Yeah. Cause I remember. <laughs> I remember Mike talking about how he he always got very, very in character, hence the uh, no speaking, only grunts and things. But he was telling me, like, yeah, that Link left and, like, wandered off into the forest to rethink his existence because now all of his other selves were dead. (laughs) I was like, that's so morbid. Like, he wrote the (laughs) monologue for you at the end there. (laughs) He did. 
It was so funny. It's hilarious. He walked man. himself into the sunset. Uh, <laughs> he was so prepared for it too. It's yeah. awesome. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That but, was a good yeah. one. Yeah, and that one was just I can't remember the exact premise for it because it was something that I just came up with like on the fly. It was a haunted house. Yeah. Yeah, it was big haunted yeah. house. Wasn't you, it? You had something going on with mirrors in it, I believe, that we would yeah. like enter. That's the most I remember. This I, is like five years ago or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a while ago. I Not think five. you're right. I think there was like mm. there was a lot of like one you way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was five years. No shot. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have been 21. <laughs> yeah, man. It was that was pre-pandemic. Uh, I mean, it, it certainly was. I, oh, man. Yeah, I guess it was. So no, ago. maybe it was like more like three or four then. Well, it would have had to have been four at least. Yeah. Because it was like a good year before the I feel the like pandemic. it's four. Yeah. Maybe four. Maybe okay, not it four, was in 2019. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, four, four years. Uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, because there was like some like one way doors and things and like yeah. the teleporters that went or portals that went to different spots. But uh, yeah, it was just some like you guys all just answered like an ad that was like, hey, explorers wanted. And it was just this wizard guy that was like super out of his fucking mind crazy. Yeah. And he was like, all right, go on in. Meet me on the other side. Bye. <laughs> and he just like teleported y'all in. And yeah. just Started walking and pitfall. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> yeah. Do you have your notes for that somewhere? Oh, I wish. I don't know. Yeah. If they are anywhere. Different laptop. Different laptop. That was back when I used Microsoft Word, not Google oh Docs. My God, so. <laughs> you were weird for that. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I didn't know what Google Docs was. That doesn't make any sense, bro. I was so sheltered. My parents got me Microsoft office and everything to go to college they were like here this will help you and so i was like okay i use microsoft word oh my god and then someone was like you know you can store stuff on google right and i was like the search engine (laughs) i just i just never done anything that's weird to think about (laughs) and then it it was it was legitimately hard for me to switch to google docs Uh because i got so used to the ui of microsoft Uh word and so i was like google docs is weird Where's all my stuff? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Where's my strike through button? <laughs> For all my trinkets. <laughs> oh my God. No, I can't agree with that though. Cause I used Microsoft word up until I started college. And then I think I used it my first year. And then whenever, cause my roommate had a Mac. Mm-hmm. So she used Google docs and that's when I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then my eyes were open. Yeah. Compatibility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think I still have some physical notes from old, old stuff, like yeah. pre-hour group playing D&D. That, that's wild. Yeah. I know you I'd do. Ha- I'll have to, yeah. yeah, I'll have to pull some of them out sometime and check it out, because that would be super fun. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and mine are in the hard drive that you had to rip out of my That's computer. right. Yeah. <laughs> my computer that all the dog hair ate. <laughs> the, the dog hair and the tea accident. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about the tea incident. Yeah. <laughs> that thing has seen a lot. That thing has mm-hmm. seen it was a brick. Do you want to tell them the story of how we started playing D anD? Oh boy! Do I. <laughs> so back when I was a shell of a person. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So I had um, role play experience. I was in a group on, um, and this will make everyone cringe and go, "Oh God, 
Gaia online. Um, the ones who get it, get it. The ones who don't, don't. Um, I was in a group. If you know, you know. Yeah, I was in a group with them. And it definitely, like, we went to Discord and we were doing and, like, we were building this massive thing and then it fizzled out. You know, people got older. I kind of dropped everything in that category just because of circumstances of life and was a shell of a person. Um, And I was just, just starting to become friends with you. Mm -hmm. I had been friends with you for Mm -hmm. way longer than that because that weird little web thing kind of, you know, happens. So you just start meeting people, you know. We coagulated together from a different friend group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And congealed upon each other. I mean, now I think (laughs) what I have to do is I have to give my side of the story and then your side of the story. (laughs) Um, I remember I had forgotten about just how much I love stuff like this. Like I had really filed that part of myself Mm -hmm. away and that's what made me survive like a lot of circumstances in my life, you know? So like it was something that helped me make art and write books and do all these things that I forgot I had enjoyed doing. And also like my uh, stance, not stance, but my view of D and D at the time was really convoluted and not great. Um, So I didn't know anything it was about. I was actually told by uh, not so great people around me, oh, well, you would never want to play this. Like, mm. you, you wouldn't want to do this. Knowing full well that I had been involved in all this role play and all this world building and book writing and art and stuff for so many years. Yeah. It was on purpose. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I've healed. Um, I'm better now. <laughs> but I was sitting studying for finals it was finals week when you decided this was a good time i was sitting and i had been studying all day i had not eaten i had not taken breaks i had not gotten water i was running on empty because the way i study was and is to this day questionable at most (laughs) and i don't know what happened until you guys told me like a year later but all of a sudden i see these shadows forming over me and I'm just like, why do I feel threatened? <laughs> why do I feel like something is about to change in me? Um, and Sam gets down in front of me. I was sitting at this kind of like low coffee table in this like lounge area at her college. And I have all of my notes perfectly placed. Okay. Perfectly set out. Everything was exactly where it should be. Oh, the yeah. pencils were all <laughs> you aligned. You were locked in. I was locked in, and you just like lean in. And you're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm studying, Samuel. What the fuck do you think I'm doing?" And you just go, "No, you're not. We're playing D and D." And you shoved everything off my desk. <laughs> And then two things happen at once. The first being that I think it was you and Josh. Suddenly, as I'm like raising my hands and I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm pissed to hell. Wrap your arms under me and begin to drag me away from the table, kicking and screaming. And the second thing that happened was my roommate had just gotten off work and had come to study with me. And I had lied to her because she was like, oh, how long have you been here? Like, have you eaten? Should we get food? And I was like, I've been here for like an hour. I'm fine. You know, like I'm just like trying to get stuff done. So she thought that you guys were like, ruining my chance of you know passing the semester (laughs) and so she gets up and she starts screaming at you and she's like what are you doing what is your problem blah 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 blah. 
I just got here and you looked at her and you're like, shut up, Haley. She's been here all day. She hasn't eaten. We're going to order her food and she's going to play D&D. If you want to come, you can. And she's just like, all right, yeah, take her. She's yours. And just like sits down and starts. And I'm like, no, no. I'm like being dragged back to the point where security started walking forward. And I think it was Josh had to end up because Josh is insecure, you know, like public safety stuff, had to walk up to them and be like, hey, everything's cool. <laughs> there, were a couple times here. there were a couple times when one or both of us would just like menace you in public. Menace me? Yeah. yeah. And the security would get like, what's going on? As if I'm not the one instigating most of it. As if I'm not the one that. Security got called on multiple times for bullshit reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I get dragged back. Um, into no, a, into a back into room. a back room, and it's dark and scary, and <laughs> I'm fearing for my life. And I get plopped down in front of you, and you just like open a book, and you're like, "So, what do you want to play?" <laughs> as, as all good D and D campaigns start. In a a dark room that you've been dragged into. Yeah. (laughs) Dark room. Honestly. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, If someone, if someone like prompted me with their campaign scenario in that manner, I'd be all in. Oh, literally, (laughs) literally. Um, And I just was like, at first, it was so crazy because again, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, and like, I, you know, have been told all these things about I'm not gonna like it. So like, why are they making me do this? Mm -hmm. You know. And then I specifically remember us walking through everything and kind of just discussing character choices. And I drew, and this is where I'll try not to cry because it like meant so much to me, that drawing of that first character, that very poorly built tabaxi (laughs) was the first time I had drawn anything in about five years. Mm -hmm. And that was like, I took that home with me and I was like, this is everything I wanted, you know? So again, I cry so easily. Um, (laughs) So yeah, and then now we're here and I am continuing to harass you. Unconditionally. Well, I've created <laughs> the perfect monster. You basically. have basically and, and you created the perfect monster. We also you know? kind of started it because um, if you could have ever hit a chromatic orb, maybe we would have been That's a little nicer to you. <laughs> My character was a sorcerer tabaxi who I just wanted to hit things. In hindsight, I should have done literally any other build. (laughs) And I built a sorcerer tabaxi who wanted to be on the front lines at any given opportunity Mm -hmm. with her, what, like 60 health points. And I had chromatic orb and chromatic orb was the coolest spell for me at the time. And I was just Oh, I loved Chromatic Orb. I it's was like, a the possibilities spell. are and it is. When I hit it, <laughs> which I never did. <laughs> no, actually, you did hit it once. Once. <laughs> you hit it one time. Who did you hit with it? Josh. <laughs> or the time in um, the birthday one shot you made where we brought back that character. Uh-huh. And I got a Nat 20 on a chromatic orb and it did nothing. <laughs> it did nothing because she chose the damage type and it was the one damage type that the creature was immune to. Oh. The one type. And I was just like, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> 
but it also was like this makes sense like this is this, this is fine out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah tell me about your perspective on this tell me feed my ego tell me what led you to this life-altering decision to that has led to all of three of us to, to abduct today. you into the game yeah basically what made you abduct me and then like feed me pancakes and go so you roll constitution <laughs> forgot about the pancakes okay. that's so funny that was so constitution uh, i do remember he was horrible. sitting there with one just like yeah. <laughs> just, okay. The saddest little hands. How? <laughs> oh my god. I already knew you at that point as like incredibly imaginative and some people just just you you can tell by speaking to them and the manner in which they present themselves that they they probably know how to craft a story pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I clocked you for that really quick. I was like, well, this is, this is how you start that mm-hmm. <laughs> by creating a backstory. So I was like, I need to see her do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. yeah. And then you did. And then it kicked off like a lot of really cool shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From, <laughs> from my perspective with all of it, because this was back when our friend group used to bring armloads of board games down to the um, common room mm-hmm. and sit at those tables from like 10 p.m. to like 7 a.m. just playing board games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I had mentioned that I played D&D at some point and Josh on a whim was like, oh, I've never played that, but I've heard about it. Like, tell me about it. Like, what did you do? And I was like, oh, oh, um, well... I actually ran my first one shot not too long ago and I did like a like a little mini dungeon and he was like, Oh, like what is that? What does that mean? Like talk me through all of it. And so he starts asking me about the the very first um session that I ever DM'd. <clears throat> and I was telling him kind of what I did and I was like, I don't remember what this was, I don't remember what that was. And he was like, Oh man, that'd be a bummer. I'd love to see like the maps and like how you planned everything. And no one had ever like gotten excited about D and D with me before. So I was like, you want to see the, you want to see the maps? I, I have them upstairs. I'm I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ran up to my room on the 13th floor. Yeah. And I was like, this is all my maps. Okay. This is all my stuff. I came back down and I was flipping through it with Josh. And I was like, so here's this trap that I designed. And here's this thing that I designed. And he was like, you can do this in a game. I was like, yeah, because you're pretending to be the characters. It's not like I move my piece from here to here. It's like I am the person. And he was like, what? He was like, I want to play this. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, that'd be cool. He's like, no, can we play this? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, can we play this (laughs) right now? And I was like. Actually, I don't see why not. (laughs) So we started looking around and we were like. You and you, we were just like, I think these people would be good. And we just went to you first. We were like, Sam, we're going to play (laughs) D&D. And then gremlin moan activated and we dragged a woman into a dark room. (laughs) (laughs) Started rolling dice. This what is was, what all our parents were afraid of. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I come home and I'm like, Dad, I play D&D. He's like, no, God. 
hope not, my little girl. Oh, man. And then the best part was, was my roommate slowly just edging her way into the room because she was like, I'm bored and lonely and I don't know how to yeah. study on my own. She's never once played a session She's with never us. once played D&D at all, but she has helped me build some of the most amazing characters that I have had in my yeah. campaigns. Like something about the way that... Like, I go to her when I can't think of anything else. Mm. And she just, Adonis was created by Haley. Yeah, Adonis is me. one of the NPCs in one of my uh, campaigns. <laughs> but it's also because. And I was just like, oh my I God. I mean, she watches true crime documentaries while she's studying for, like. That's true. She tests. does. I'm going to have to remind her to watch this episode. <laughs> I mean, like, just sit through it. We talk about you. Yeah. She's also got the fan fiction brain. That's true. She, she does. She's brain. fantastic at it. She is a fantastic writer. Um, mm hmm. Do you remember Haley the sheep, though? I was, yeah. was yeah. going to bring that up. Haley, Haley, the, the immortal sheep. sheep. The immortal god <laughs> sheep. Where So in order to have Haley feel included, we drew a little sheep on the corner because we were fighting in a plane to, like, save a herd of sheep. Yeah. And she was one of the only ones that survived. And then she started getting drawn on every single map, every <laughs> single combat that we had. And then slowly we started developing just, like, under the table lore about Haley the immortal god sheep. <laughs> I think sometime we need to do like a religion of just like Haley the sheep. Yeah. And it's the sheeple. The sheeple. That's funny. Open the church, see all the sheeple. <laughs> Haley. Incredible. Yeah. Have you played or seen played The Cult of the Lamb? I've seen it. My cousin played it. I never got the chance to. It's it's um, a wonderful game. Yeah. And, and very much along these lines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, that That is true. I didn't think about that. That would be a perfect setting for it. Mm -hmm. That's true. I love it. My my first D&D &D character, I don't think you guys know this at all. Oh, really? <laughs> he was based on a character that I played in, uh, in, a, in a video skit that uh, some friends and I made in high school mm -hmm. for an English class. <laughs> have I seen this video I, skit? I think so. I don't. I think we've this, seen is it. Is this the Monkey King? No. Dang. No. <laughs> no, this predates that by about three years. Wow. Someone's going to find this shit. They, it will, they will never find it. <laughs> <laughs> they will never, ever find this. Um, it is It is available, but good luck. <laughs> yeah. Scavenger hunt. Come yeah. on, internet. No. <laughs> Don't, please. <laughs> no. Um, this character was called the fairy god wizard. God. <laughs> okay. And like the, the whole premise of the character is just based on me popping out of a door in a bathrobe going, hello, <laughs> I am your fairy god wizard. Oh my God. <laughs> so she's Gale from Baldur's Gate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, 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 that's Elminster. Oh, true. <laughs> oh, there, Traveler. How long uh, did you play him? Oh, my God. Um, I I played that as a D&D &D character for, how long did that campaign run? The better part of a year, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the lore behind it, um, that uh, really just a couple of my buddies agreed upon it and then saddled me with, was that... Uh, <clears throat> Sam, there is a version of you in every universe that has ever existed. <laughs> and in this one, it's the fairy god wizard. <laughs> in fact, 
probably in most of them, it's the fairy god wizard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so this is just alternate dimension Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Hell that makes yeah. sense. I could see it. <laughs> Which I think is is how a lot of people create their first characters. Just like, yeah. like total self-insert, but mine was so literal. I bro, <laughs> my character, I was trying so hard to avoid that. <laughs> Can't get away from it. You can't, you can't get away from it. <laughs> well, I think I think that even when you, even when you make a character without that ex- explicit intention, in fact, with the intention of not doing that, yeah, it it becomes reflective of a part of you anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you are the one deciding what the character does and says, yeah, the character is you to mm. an extent. Yeah. It's like I I like making playlists like Spotify playlists like that. Like I have a bunch of different ones that are just named after like characters. Obviously, we all do that. But like just NPCs that I've made that will someday appear Mm. um, that all like like represent a different a different facet of myself. Like I have I have one that's just like the dad, the protector of my people, you know? (laughs) And then one that I think has actually slowly morphed into Vori. Mm. Um, But that, that started as a completely different NPC that I have, uh, who you have met actually. Um, That's just like kind of soft-spoken uh, and and imagines himself way more like flamboyant than he actually is. Mm-hmm. I do too. I love a good Spotify <clears throat> playlist, a good mm-hmm. Pinterest board. Yeah, a good little everything. Yeah. <laughs> Many a night have we sat down and looked at all of the different characters we've made and gone, "What part of myself is this yeah. one?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could go on. I could do that a yeah. whole separate episode of just like let's talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you you put me on Pinterest for D and D purposes yes. forever ago. Yeah, um, and only recently did I take a look at it to see that um, my my mother had followed me on on, <laughs> <laughs> which is I haven't had to explain anything yet. <laughs> but um, I uh, I looked at her account and it's like. You know, interior design and, and, and cooking and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, Got a few. But you can, projects. you can, yeah, <laughs> you can see how many pins someone has on their account. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for her, it was like like two point nine thousand. Are you doing I what think. I'm doing right now? Yeah, yeah. trying um, to find out what mine are. And then I'm like, huh? I wonder. So I, I went and looked over at at Skylar's account because I knew you would have more for certain. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Sophia would have more for certain. Uh, and I'm like, how many does Skylar have? And it's like four times that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I texted Skylar. I'm like, you have more pins on this website than my own mother. <laughs> I think Skylar definitely outshines me. I have um, supposedly like 5,000. Wow. Do you know how to look at I, it? I'm no, pretty sure he has like eight or something. He has, a, he's reaching the 7,000 I'm mark. almost to 7,000. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because you've got more. a lot more stuff than I do. I have, I have one board. Let me see if I can find it. Um, that's bordering on it. Well, that one's that one's mild. I have. Do you just have a D and D board? 
Singular? Sam. No, I'm saying like, I'm saying do you have like like a catch-all D&D board that you filter it? Oh, like, I have <clears throat> I, I have one called Campaign Art yeah. where I just kind of dump yeah. stuff. That one only has 505 pins in it. My board oh. for our original, not original, the second campaign that I ran, Deneria, mm -hmm. has 787 pins in it and segmented into 37 sections with yeah, that board. Wow. Which makes sense given how long that thing went. I was gonna say, do we want to do um, some character builds? And then with with we, a guest here, we can we could toss yeah. some ideas around. Um, I had one see. that I think would be um, fun to discuss. Yes. Um, talking about Five Nights at Freddy's in this episode and the movie coming out and everything, I thought it's only fitting for this to be the episode where we mention the king of Five Nights at Freddy's. Mr. Markiplier himself. Mr. Mark. Mr. Mark. Mr. Mark. <laughs> what race and class do you think Mark Fishbach would be in D&D? Oh, my God. <laughs> Can it be done? Almost certainly. Oh, I have ideas. So yeah. I feel like I'm immediately going to come up with something better. My first inclination is Dragonborn. Mm hmm. I agree. I can agree with that. Any thoughts for a class or just still feeling that out? I, in my mind, he is kind of tanky. Um, although, like, everything he has said, like, pushes back against that very hard. <laughs> like, like how often he ends up in the hospital. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the man. Which I think proves... <clears throat> Everything we just the, said. The man's body is a sheet of paper. Yeah. Um, despite being like looking the way he does, he's <laughs> kind of jacked. Yeah. Yeah, he is a strong looking lad, but uh, he somehow manages to get around that. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think I would call him a paladin. I could agree with that if I knew the subclass. Yeah. Um. I say that because oh, the masochism, <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> no, he's not a masochist. He's he not. just wants to know if his body can take it. Exactly. Well, not not physically, <laughs> but uh, he he came up because he's like the FNAF guy. So you have to be on some level. Um, I also say paladin because. He's got dad energy. In my opinion, a, a very, a, a father figure in many of his, like, collaborative interactions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm looking at Oath of Conquest, and I'm thinking it's pretty good just because of, I'm imagining the way he'd say it as kind of the main thing. Oath <laughs> of Conquest. That isn't enough for these paladins to establish order. They must crush the forces of chaos. You know, crush like, yeah, like that's what makes me really like, get into it. Because I, you know, sometimes called night tyrants or iron mongers, those who swear this oath rather, in, or swear this oath gather into grim orders that serve gods or philosophies of war and well-ordered might. Yeah. He's making this face as he says it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, wow like looking yeah. more at like the oath of conquest stuff like to me i would be like okay yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah see i actually took him in a different direction please tell me so i think i think markiplier <laughs> would be a mountain dwarf oh, okay with low charisma 
Or not charisma, low constitution. Sorry. Oh, yes. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I was like... <laughs> High um, charisma, low constitution. But I think he would be a battle rager barbarian. Oh, that's funny. This specific one is um, hardly ever used because it is restricted to dwarves only uh-huh. in the core rulebook. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm trying to read the description. It's just so funny to me. Um, I'm probably going to mispronounce this word. There's a word in Dwarvish that they use to describe themselves. It's in the description right here on D&D Beyond. Known as the Kuldjarg, literally translated to Axe Idiot. (laughs) Are we just bullying Mark? (laughs) A little bit. Let's be honest. I think he would own it. He would, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Battle Ragers are dwarf followers of the gods of war and take the path of the Battle Rager. They specialize in wearing bulky spiked armor and throwing themselves into combat, striking with their body itself and giving themselves <laughs> over to the fury of battle. I'm specifically imagining the Unis Honest video where they had the blow up balls and they were like running at yeah, each other. Yeah. Have you ever used those? I oh, want yeah. one so bad. Oh, I got kicked in the balls. I oh my Exactly God. like Why nothing. were your balls hanging out of it? No, no, no. It's when you make contact, you hit like this, and then your upper bodies go that way. So the legs go this way. That much of your legs shouldn't be sticking out of it. My sister's foot crawled up (laughs) underneath when she went flying back away from me, and it just swung right between my legs and bop right up in there. Yikes. I got accidentally kicked in the balls. Well, in a ball. In a ball. In a ball. In a ball. 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 (laughs) It happens to the best of us. It's true. I would know. (laughs) First hand experience. Absolutely. (laughs) But yeah, I I just think (laughs) I think it's so fitting because most barbarians use their dexterity and their constitution to get their armor class. But battle ragers wear armor, so their constitution can actually be a dump stat. So, I think it makes sense for Mark, given the fact that he's he struggles with uh, with alcohol and some other things. <laughs> I forgot about that. Whoa. <laughs> um, but yeah, one the first ability, one of the first abilities that you get as a battle rager barbarian is called reckless abandon. And I just feel like just vibes alone. I'm like, that could be Mark. Yeah. That could easily be Mark. Yeah. Can I give you Ethan? <laughs> oh, yeah. We got Ethan. He's a Kenku. Ethan. No, sorry, Kobold. Yes. He's a Kobold. kobold yeah. Through and through. Honestly, I could see him being a Kenku too, though. They they both popped into my mind, which is why I also said that. <laughs> Swashbuckler. Mm, I don't know about Swashbuckler. I mean, I can definitely see where that would come from, mm-hmm. but like my my gut instinct says, there's gotta be something. Actually, else. dude's a bard. I can't. I can't really say he's not a bard. A bard yeah. with one level in monk for all the fighting <laughs> ring stuff. That he's oh so yeah, his <laughs> his acrobatic stuff that he can no longer do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that the boxing match was less than a year ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's not necessarily acrobatic. That's. I just think it's funny. <laughs> I think it you're right. It is I Dex. Think you're right. It is Dex. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely Bard, though. I. <laughs> the question becomes, 
What subclass of bard? I don't know why my mind is calling to lore. I was thinking lore or college of glamour. Yeah. I yeah, think I, I, think I, I get glamour. It's hard to justify because like his his sense of humor is like so off putting on purpose <laughs> at times. But that's like that's the perfect bard. Yeah. That is the quintessential bard. Also <laughs> I'm I'm referring back to more Unazana's videos, but um College of Glamour, starting at third level, you get enthralling performance. You can charge your performance with seductive fey magic. <laughs> just, just imagining all of the Unazana's videos the where he's like, songs and things well, that he's done. It's yeah. the dance of Italy. Oh <laughs> it's true. It is true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, mantle of inspiration. You can weave a song of magic that imbues your allies with vigor and speed. <laughs> imagining him calling you, Mark, you can do it, Mark! <laughs> That's what we need, is we need just a D&D one-shot of Mark and Ethan playing together, and it's run by Amy. Oh my, oh my gosh! gosh. <laughs> that would be amazing! That would be so great. For real. Hey. Thanks for being here. And thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Heck yeah. This is the first of many wonderful adventures. Mm -hmm. Yes. We will have you back. Yes. Absolutely. We'll love it. We'll do it again. You're stuck with us. Heck yeah. I'm married to him. So very stuck. <laughs> Cannot get away from me. No. no don't matter want how to. hard she tries. If you have stuff that we need to talk about, then you should drop it in our in our little old inbox summon greater podcast is it summon greater podcast at gmail.com i forgot yeah summon greater <laughs> podcast at gmail. i'm gonna become your pr manager <laughs> like, i know i just i forgot if we had shortened that one like we did with our twitter summon greater have you checked your twitter yes Sam? i have since i said that <laughs> you're gonna become the amy to our mark and ethan true <laughs> It's funny. Who's Mark? Who's Ethan? I'm Ethan. Ooh. Let's save that for another episode. Uh <laughs> Check out the social medias. Like, comment, subscribe. Do all the stuff with the YouTube video because oh. it'd be really cool and we'd appreciate it. Thanks. Stay stupid. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>